Hello everyone, this is Steve. This is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Meet Batman episode 49, The Per-Fixed Crime. You see what I did there? I did. Well, that's Catwoman, in the title. Catwoman did the same thing, right? It's in the title. I think it it's is. spelled the P-U-R-R-Fixed Crime. The so. perfect crime. <laughs> I wonder if it's tiring for Catwoman to have to do that. And she just sometimes randomly meows. Right? Yeah, I know. I wonder if that's like annoying for her like henchmen. Do you think Jim Beard talks like that sometimes? Yeah. Maybe some <laughs> pillow talk? <laughs> no, it's just con- nonstop. <laughs> so obviously... Like, like, like job interviews for newspapers. They're like, oh, Jim, we've... Uh, we read some of your uh, your your past work for other newspapers. Yeah, uh, he, he said, "Did you go through my catalog?" Meow, cat catalog, <laughs> my catalog of works. Because actually, Jim, we've read uh, Gotham City, fourteen miles, and let me say, it's the perfect book. <laughs> and he goes, "Meow." And Jim Beard's like, "I guess I got the job, huh?" <laughs> that was at a he got a job at a pet store. <laughs> that one. <laughs> So obviously this episode is about King Tut. No, yes, it's, about, it it's about Catwoman. Um, if it was King Tut, no, that one. <laughs> what? No, go, go for it, go for it. <laughs> Once I thought about it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Go for it. No, I'm not going to go. All right, all right. The, the fans will... <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> the fans will have, they have to just forever be in the mystery about what you might have said. Yeah, I know. Um, it so, to do with King Tut's name, but it was like it made no sense because it was that's not his. And I was like, that's not King Tut's name. Greg. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Tut. Right. I was gonna say it was the perfect Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is perfect crime. Um, obviously starring Catwoman, Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Catwoman. Um, what are your thoughts on Julie as Catwoman? Um. I don't know. I guess she's a good Catwoman. I think she's good. I like Julie Newmar. I like, um, I think she looks good in her Catwoman suit. Yeah, she does. She's she's looking good in that, I have to say. Um, you know what's not looking good? I don't know if you can take a peek at her Wikipedia page. I'd rather not. Uh, they could have they chosen a better picture, I think, yeah. for, the, for the, her main picture there. Um, you should I, check I like her, her IMDb page. Okay. Like her picture on that one. It's probably the same picture, actually. Oh, really? Let me see. I doubt it. No, it's not. That's a that's a much better picture, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> more representative of uh, what what people like to think of her as. So here we are talking about pictures. This is a podcast, and no no one knows what <laughs> we're looking at right now. But if you want, you can go to the Wikipedia page or the IMDb page and see. So. And you can tell us what what Julie Newmar picture you like better. Yeah. So Wikipedia. Or IMDb. Send us an email, stephenheady at gmail.com. So, How many Wikipedia votes are we going to get? Um, well, I, I suspect that Nick and Zach will both, of the Film Drive podcast, are both voting for a Wikipedia one. They, they, because they both like them old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. They, they told us not to tell anyone, but yeah, they have a thing here we are. Old women. <laughs> they watched um, the MILF Diaries or whatever that was. <laughs> That's my milf, or whatever it was. Yeah, called. that's that's the sitcom. That's my milf. Why aren't we writing sitcoms? That's what I want to know. Milf we got Chronicles. The... <laughs> then it just becomes milf. 
Uh, yeah. I would watch it. Me too. It's, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> it's a show about MILFs. That's what it is. Four MILFs just sit around talking about nothing. <laughs> There's one MILF who's like, in my entire life, toilet paper hasn't changed. <laughs> What's up with that? Or um, have you seen uh, MILFs and Recreation? Oh, yes, I have. It's good. That's good. That's a good one. NBC, kind of yeah. that new style comedy there. Well, I, I, I heard that it's going to be called um, NBC from now on, MILF Broadcasting. Because... <laughs> Because <laughs> they cancel Saturday Night Live and they have a new Saturday Night Saturday uh, Night Milf, right? Yeah, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Milf. Yeah, yeah. I'd um, say good riddance. Instead of saying Saturday Live from Night New York, Live. they say Milf from New York. <laughs> and Milf from New York. It's Saturday Night. We should be put this, in a lot charge. Of the same cast, though. A lot of the same cast. It is. Yeah, it's it's really the exact same show. Yeah, nothing's really different. It's just going to be Bill Hader and a bunch of like old female <laughs> cast members, like Nora Dunn. <laughs> Lorraine Newman. <laughs> so the perfect crime. Are you ready? Let's. To, are you ready to? to okay, I can't think of a cat pun. So okay. <laughs> oh, pounce? No. No, pounce is one. Yeah, cats pounce. They do, but other things pounce. All right, let's pounce. In. Let's let's pounce yeah. into it. All right, let's do. Let's let's pounce. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So do you have some facts, facts and figures on this? I do, episode? actually. I do. It's the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. Its original air date was March 16th, 1966. It was written by Stanley Rolf Rouse and Lee Orgel. Orgel? Lee Orgel. Directed, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's directed by James Sheldon. <clears throat> In the cast, of course, we've got Julie Newmar as Catwoman. We have Jock Mahoney as Leo. Ralph Manza as Felix. Harry Holcomb as Mr. Andrews, and I was kind of looking at the IMDb page for Mr. Mr. Mahoney, Manza, and Holcomb, and they have a pr- pretty good pretty good uh, pages here. Okay, um, lay it on us. Jack Mahoney. Not only was he in uh, uh, the perfect crime and better luck next time with Catwoman, he was later in I'll Be a Mummy's Uncle as H.L. Hunter for on the episode of Batman. Okay, so he returned. And uh, <clears throat> he was on an episode of Kung Fu in 1973. He was on five episodes of BJ and the Bear. <laughs> Four of the episodes he played the same character, Jason T. Willard, but on one he played Angus Wainsley. So I'm not really for certain about that. Are you, are, you're not pos- positive about that? I am not positive about that. Um, Mr. Mahoney died in 1989. So, However... Ralph Manza, before he did Batman, he was on four episodes of, you guessed it, Perry Mason. Oh, no. God, different everybody's char- doing Perry Mason. characters each time. <laughs> and they, was, don't, they obviously don't give a shit about continuity in Perry Mason either. He was a yard, he was yard man on the case of the scandalous sculptor. Wasn't there a yard man episode of um, X-Files? Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Amos Elwell. On the case of the Wednesday woman, which Ooh. you ate a Wednesday woman. That's, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Doctor, I want to give give me a Friday woman. Exactly, exactly. Doctor Lieberson on case of the bluffing blast, and Doctor Prince on case of the cowardly lion. So he played two doctors, <laughs> two different doctors, two different. We doctors. can assume that maybe they were twins or cousins like, or something. Yeah, yeah, I like to think that. He was on one of my 
one of my favorite television shows, he was on the episode of The Big Explosion of Dragnet. So Ooh. he was Gene Ellis on that episode. Doctor, I like to think Dr. Gene Ellis, the yard yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Hey, yard man. That's his nickname. <laughs> what up, yard man? What up, guys? <laughs> That's the yard man calling. <laughs> He's saying, stop making fun of me. God um, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And and and, uh, and they don't just go to Harry Holcomb. Now who did he Harry on, Holcomb play in this? He played um, Mark Andrews. Oh, okay, that's the the millionaire Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah. He was on not one, not two, not three, not four, but five episodes of Perry Mason. <laughs> uh, what did he play? Different characters, I assume. <laughs> the the case of the witless win, went witness. He played Senator Deering. Case of the drifting dropout. He played Judge. Case of the gambling judge. Lady. Case of the gambling lady. He played Mr. Big. Okay. Case of the twice told twist. He played Judge Number One. Oh, so he's always judges. What? Uh, why are there more than one judge in the case of the twice told twist? I have twist? no clue. Maybe it was in England. I don't know. Ah, uh, could have been. In a case of the misguided model, he was judge. Oh, I want to see that one. He's a judge a, again in that. Yeah. Well, they were like, God, he's so good at being a judge. Yeah, I could see him as a judge. So we open in Gotham City at midnight, even though it looks bright outside. That, that did that confuse you at all? They have they have uh, six months of daylight. That's right. They're actually far, far north. Um, we see the Gotham City Art Museum. A guard is pacing back and forth inside. Suddenly, he hears a cat's meow. Um, he calls out rather stupidly, "Who's there?" I wanted the cat to say, "It's it's me, a cat." <laughs> But he kind of says, Who, who's there? Bad acting. Um, he whips out his gun, which left me wondering why are they getting... I thought when he said, who's there, he was just, he was walking around. It's, you know, it's, you're a night's guardsman. You don't have a lot to do. He's just going and insane. I, and I thought he was saying, who's there? Because he was like, just out loud thinking of different uh, titles for Who albums. <laughs> He's like, who's next? Who are you? Who by, Who's there? Would have been a perfect <laughs> Who's the boss? That would, yeah, exactly. That's all he was thinking of. So he whips out his gun. Which left me thinking, why are they giving security guards guns? It's just he's just a he's just a security guard. He's not a police officer, so and it's a pretty serious gun. Oh, they they are gun nuts. Oh, Gotham. vigilante justice in <laughs> yeah. Gotham is all the rage. Well, well from what I understand, from what I understand, in in the Batman television universe this year, the big election for mayor, uh, uh, Ted Nugent is running away with it. <laughs> so. Uh, so the guard stays tense. He's no for... He'll no longer be the Motor City Man Man. He'll be the Gotham the City The Gotham City Man Man, man yeah. <laughs> he stays tense for a moment. Uh, then a cat leaps out at him, scratching his face. It's all over him. It uh, knocks him out somehow. It's just like a regular cow's, a house cat. It's a tough cat. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple cats, and I know. What I've, I've been knocked out. You've been knocked out, yeah. <laughs> the guard uh, hits the ground. We see a close-up of a golden cat statue encased in glass. Just in a clawed hand comes out, breaks the glass, steals the statue. Who could that be? Mm. I, actually, I actually have a quick question. Before she used her nail to cut the little hole yeah. in it, she banged on the glass. Why would she do that? Just to test to t for, for dramatic effect. Okay, because I was very... I was wondering that, too. I'm not a criminal, so yeah, it's a criminal thing. The next day at uh, Police HQ, we see Gordon and O'Hara. They're discussing the crime. Why would this thief just steal the cat and nothing else? It's because it's Catwoman, obviously. I mean, uh, could could it be more obvious? No. no. For them, it could be more obvious. She, she would have had to have left a note that said, this is Catwoman. And they probably still would have said, who would have done this? So, also, was the guard... Well, to, be, to be fair, in the television Batman universe, there are three Catwomen. 
That's true. But could it, you know, I assume they interviewed the guard and he said, yeah, a cat jumped out at me. And they go, oh, cat, hmm. Or, or the guard was dead. I think he was dead. He was probably dead. So as they're talking, the secretary comes in unannounced, by the way. She doesn't even knock and she'll pay for that later. She tells Gordon that there's an odd looking man left a package for him. He, he was as jumpy as a cat. And get ready for cat references throughout this episode. They lay him on thick. Yeah. And they're not nearly as good as the egg puns, the cat yeah. references. So, and they they repeat themselves too in this episode. Um, well, I think in the original script for this episode, uh, Catwoman was going to instill a uh, ten cent cat tax. Yeah, but it didn't work. Not that many people buy cats and go. Not that many people order cats for breakfast. Yeah, it's not as big of a thing as eggs. Okay, so a strange man leaves a package for the police commissioner, and they don't even bother to do a security check on it, <laughs> right? They're not like, all right, I'll just give it to him, whatever. I mean, what what could it be, right? <laughs> That's the way you take out Gordon. You just give him a package with some... Well, the secretary like, knows that she's next in life. It's, it, it is a real struck power oh, struck right. Gotham City. O'Hara's next. not next. It's the secretary. No. She's yeah. directly under him. Yeah. Um, Gordon opens a package. There's a little kitten inside. I love how Gordon's face just lights up. He's a very lonely man. I mean, he never has any kind of contact with other humans or other no. creatures besides O'Hara. And O'Hara oh. is a creature. He's a creature of the night. <laughs> oh, it, should, it, should be, it should be fair to say it was a cute cat. It was. That's true. So the kitten had a newspaper clipping under its collar. It's a clipping of millionaire Mark Andrews. He's holding the two golden cat statues. One is crossed out by a marker. The other one is on display at the Gotham City exhibition. What could this mean? Um, at this point, Gordon finally, for some reason, pieces together that it's probably Catwoman who's behind this whole thing. And he just struts over to the Bat phone to call Batman. Did you notice his... Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, looked, he, he was showing off. He was showing off. Yeah, he was showing who was cock of the walk to O'Hara. What I want to know, what happened to that kitten? Well, he gave it to O'Hara, so I'm assuming it just ended up dinner. I, I I assume that O'Hara euthanized it, right? I mean, I'm a, he yeah, has no and, sympathy. And, and then I don't even think he did. I think he just strangled it. I think that's what he was doing in the background there. <laughs> if you look carefully, he's just strangling and he, and that he poor said kid. To, I'm eating you for dinner, pussy. <laughs> that's what he eats for dinner. Yeah. Every day, and sometimes exactly. for breakfast. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, and Wayne Man nonstop pussy for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Wayne Manor, we see Dick and Bruce playing some weird variation of chess. It's like the yeah, what was that? It's four chessboards stacked on top of each other. Is that real or did I was Adam wondering? West... I think it was made up. I have never seen that. It seemed like Adam a... West like smoked a, smoked a, a, a giant uh, <laughs> marijuana cigarette, a giant doobie, yeah, and then put put that together. I think that's exactly what happened. I think this was all the rage in the '60s: quadruple mar- or quadruple marijuana, quadruple chess. Okay, so they're playing. I think John Lennon invented it. <laughs> they're playing this game. Um, Alfred comes in and tells Bruce and Dick they have a phone call for both of them, I guess, because they both get up. Aunt Harriet, of course, suspects nothing. <laughs> well, um, she's still concerned about the weird chess game they're playing. Yeah, yeah. She's. And what's that smell? Why does it always smell in here? Why are they always burning incense? Um, Gordon tells Bat. Do we constantly have to listen to the Grateful Dead album over and over again? <laughs> What's up with all these Cheetos? I like how it's nineteen sixty six before the Grateful Dead even released. Their that's first why. Album. That's what they got. They were ahead of the curve. Well, he is. A, he is a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. He's very rich. 
Uh, Gordon tells Batman and Robin that Catwoman is on the prowl again, and they race off. Um, you know what? I kind of like how they don't. This is a. I like how they don't really mess around with origin so- stories in the TV series. Yeah. Like we really have nothing. I think there was like one mention of Batman's parents, which yeah, is kind of a central. Episode, yeah. yeah, that's a central part of his character. And then every criminal that's introduced is basically he's dealt with him before. So mm-hmm. they just get right to the point. She's stealing cat statues. That's all you need to know. Well, really, I mean, she's a cat burglar. You really don't need to know much about her past. I assume that this takes that this takes place. Um, this is a spoiler, by the way, for those of you who haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises. This takes place. Um, Robin John Blake changes his name to Bruce Wayne, invites his Aunt Harriet in. <laughs> And that's and and the and, the boy and he wonder hires some old man yeah Alfred the boy wonder named Robin after his true first name so I yeah. I, th- I like to think that this takes place in that universe and Catwoman I, I do too. um you know is actually uh, Anne Hathaway's character she well, comes what's back. funny is I actually went into watching this episode thinking that like that was that's the, what I thought yeah the whole purpose yeah. I so, thought the Christopher Nolan Batman films were just prequels to the Batman 66 television series. Yes, I think that's that's how they were set up, right? I mean, I think so, yeah. So later in Gordon's office, Batman says that this is the first stitch in a great tapestry of crime. A nice metaphor. Batman and Robin are examining the newspaper clipping. Batman says he thinks that there is some significance in having just one of the cats crossed out. I would say that's fairly obvious i i mean they don't need batman to tell him this stuff right no, or they do catwoman stole just one but statue. those and gordon when batman said that he's like oh all right i didn't think I of that you, yeah i wish i would have thought of that damn, damn. it's like you're good batman you're good yeah, you're good you're good um robin says he wishes that millionaire mark andrews was here just then mark andrews shows up he um, gets to be like very like i don't know like <clears throat> self-aware almost like i'm a millionaire and i'm in gotham yeah but I'm not Bruce Wayne, and it kind of sucks to be me, but it doesn't suck, you know? I would say, though, he has good timing. I'll give him that. Well, I think he has every room bugged, just because no one ever talks about Mark. They're always talking about Bruce Wayne. So whenever whenever someone mentions Mark Andrews, he just shows up. I so, thought it was Gordon invited him, and Gordon worked out the timing beforehand with him. Like, all right, Robin's probably going to say, I wish Mark Andrews was here. Then you show up. It's going to be awesome. They're going to be so Gordon's excited. not that good, though. No, you're right. You're right. Gordon didn't do any of this. Gordon probably would invite Bruce Wayne over. It's not really Mark Andrews. It's just a homeless man. It's, it's Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark Andrews says that the other golden cat is at the Gotham City Expo until tonight. Um, is that really info that only he knew? I think no, they could have gotten that from it. anywhere. Yeah, why didn't they? Why did they need him? He just tells yeah. them that. And Batman and Robin race off. They're going to go... Well, Mark, Mark Andrews, as a millionaire, is so beneath Bruce Wayne that he doesn't even, you know, he doesn't yeah. even care what he's doing. So he actually didn't know. So Bat- actually, I'm kind of curious if millionaire playboy Mark Andrews is secretly a caped crime fighter as well, just not one not as good. Oh, that could be. I, I would like to think that, even though he's like an older guy, <laughs> I would like to think that. Well, he's kind of like... Um, like he's the, the judge. He's Judge Dredd, right? That's true. He's, he's Judge Dredd. He's like uh, the Flash's police chief. I can't remember his name, though. That was like Captain Invincible. Oh, right. right. What was it? I forget his name. I forgot his name, too. Um, so Batman and Robin race off. They're going to go stake out the expo. O'Hara asks if they want police backup. Batman's like, oh, no, we're good. I think you kind of see O'Hara breathe a sigh of relief. Cause yeah, he, he didn't really want to go. He was go. like, he God, just... please say no. Please say no. Because they don't have any backup. Yeah. 
He was just trying to show off in front of Mark Andrews. Um, oh, yeah, because he has a thing for Mark Andrews. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you could tell. The tension. Oh, it was, was... You could cut it with a knife. Yeah, thick or... Yeah. Yeah, cuttable. Cuttable with a knife. Well, after they cut the scene away, I mean, it originally was going to continue with Joe Harris saying to Mark, An- you know, Andrews going up to him and kind of whispering, I'm having some pussy tonight. Do you want to join me? <laughs> Outside in the Batmobile, Robin is suspicious. Why? Why would Catwoman make it so easy for them? It's it's obviously a trap. Um, they're about to head off when Batman notices that Robin isn't wearing his seatbelt. He tell you know you got to buckle up. It's very it's, you, you got it. It's a law. Click it or ticket. That's yeah, what that's what Batman said. It, kind of ahead of its time. This was the sixties. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was buckling their seatbelts like they are today. Uh, meanwhile, in a quiet alley nearby, we see a van pull up in a fur warehouse. Um, again, the sixties fur was a big thing, you know, I mean, yeah. today Peter would be out there drenching that place in they all just I mean, with like gallons of gallons paint. of red paint. Yep. <laughs> it's Catwoman's lair. Obviously she's brandishing a whip at her goons. Apparently she's had her goons picking up library books. What's her plan? Her, her goons are the most, like, I kind of feel bad for her goons cause they have to wear the most demeaning costumes. Yes. They were the... like, like she whips them. <laughs> she kind of talks down to him all the time. I know. I don't know, but maybe they maybe they get off on it. Though. I think they. Oh yeah, they do. Maybe you get, they're into, like, we'll see later. We'll see later. They do, and I've got a good picture. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they like the humiliation. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's wearing black leather and she's like got the whip. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just like an S and M thing, and it they could just be. do crime on the side. <laughs> Apparently, um, she's had her goons picking up library books. What is her plan? At first, I thought maybe. She was checking out the Fifty Shades of Grey books. But she was too embarrassed to pick them up herself. Yeah, and she's like, uh, goons, will you go out? And they're like, yeah. Oh, because they love those books, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it turns out, though, the books are on the history of Gotham. She starts reading a chapter about some lost treasure. What could this be? Later in the Batcave, we see Batman and Robin pull up in the Batmobile. They start recharging it in the nuclear power supply, which, by the way... Um, someone has died in, and we can only assume the body's still, still in there. But you gotta, you gotta admit, Batman's recharging the Batmobile. He's very green. I know. He's, you know, it's nuclear power. It doesn't. I mean, I guess they just dump the nuclear waste in the river. I mean, what are they doing with the nuclear waste? I mean, oh, he doesn't he gets, care about all, that. All of, his, all of his water is bottled. Even his bath water is just bottled water. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but apparently, they're increasing the auxiliary power of the Batmobile. I'm, I guess that is important for what they do next. Um, Batman is, well, while it's charging up, Batman grabs some radioactive spray. Uh, he tells Alfred that the spray, he'll spray it on the cat statue, and if Catwoman manages to escape, they'll be able to trace her. It seems dangerous to just be spraying this radioactive stuff around. And Well, that's why I thought that when uh, Bruce was handling it, he yeah. wore gloves over his gloves. <laughs> And he asked Alfred to help him out, and I don't think Alfred got gloves. No, Alfred's I mean, Batman has two two gloves on, two pairs on each hand. <laughs> Alfred is completely bare hand. But, I mean, he's probably thinking Alfred's the hired help. Yeah, oh, he's like Alfred. He, he doesn't have that much longer anyway, right? Bruce, I mean. Bruce Wayne is basically like, like a Mitt Romney-like. <laughs> he's got all of his money in offshore accounts. Yeah, and Alfred is just, you know, who is this guy, right? I mean. He enjoys firing people. Oh, yeah, he does. He lo- It's his pastime. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he only has one person left and that's that's alfred. right it's just alfred and aunt harriet i mean forget about her yeah. she's slave wages <laughs> meaning nothing so that's their plan they're gonna spray this this stuff on the cat statue and and trace Catwoman. later at the gotham city expo we see 
Batman and Robin in line for tickets, and I like how no one around them really seems to care that they're there. Just, I mean, because you, I assume that Batman and Robin go out to the movies and stuff, dressed up, dressed and wait in well, line all the time. Do you notice they were allowed to cut in line? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, they cut in line. I was um, actually surprised Batman would said okay to that yeah but he was a reluctant but they had a job to do the ticket salesman says you know look you guys are batman and robin no charge batman insists that he pays um, it makes you wonder if when the police go to say the museum to do a stakeout since there's so much crime at a museum in gotham yeah if they have to pay to get in i think you know they have guns let's put it that way okay o'hara doesn't pay for anything no 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 you think he's pay- paying for that pussy every night I don't think so. Exactly. That comes free. Pro boner, as he likes to say. <laughs> so Batman and Robin. Well, didn't he used to say that Sonny Bono, he always called Sonny Bono Sonny Boner because Sonny gave him a boner? That's right. Um, He's like, Cher does nothing for me. <laughs> After they buy, they buy their tickets, the salesman picks up his phone. He's one of Catwoman's goons. He tells her that Batman and Robin are here. How did he get that job? Did I think he... it's just his normal day job. <laughs> did he have to interview for that? Yeah, that's kind of weird. I think that he already had that job. That kind of happens a lot in the show where the goons kind of have very convenient jobs, like at a hat store or yeah. like where yeah. Batman and Robin will be. And I like to just think it's a big problem in Gotham. You're accidentally hiring goons all the time. Turnover's <laughs> really high. <clears throat> oh, Catwoman, of course, says that everything in her plan is going per perfectly that's what Do you notice says. this is like an early episode with catwoman so yes it actually becomes like it's a different <sighs> suit than the one that she wears later the one that she wears later is much more skin tight this one's pretty tight i mean but it has some looser yeah it does yeah and do you notice that whenever she moves it makes it like like a crinkling noise oh i haven't i didn't hear that but i'll, oh. I'll have to go back and listen <laughs> um so later in the exhibition hall it's around midnight batman and robin are spraying the golden cat with the radioactive tracing material. I'm pretty sure Batman sprayed Gordon sucks though. <laughs> That's right. He spray painted it. Gordon sucks. Um, did he get clearance from Mark Andrews to spray this stuff? I think so. it could like destroy the gold, right? I'm I'm just. Ass- could, well, I'm assuming when Mark Andrews gets it back and he has the radiation all over, he's going to end up dying from cancer. Yeah, because he licks these cat things, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird. Yeah, but you know, Bruce, Bruce feels one less millionaire. <laughs> That's what he. That's what he really wants. That's his yeah. plan all along. Uh, Batman goes to check the exits. Robin stands guard. And so you know something's going down. Robin's there all by himself. Just as Batman leaves, we see a cat come out of a nearby sarcophagus. It leaps onto Robin, knocking him out. I mean, these cats are strong. That is. I feel bad for that cat being constantly thrown at people. That's what they're doing. They're like, all right, uh, Bert, you stand right there. Stand on the X. And we got a cat. And we're just going to throw it at you, okay? And you catch it. And how many takes did he have to do before he really caught it, right? Well, the director, you know, James Sheldon, he's, he's, he's a known perfectionist. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's a 30-take scene right there. Yeah. So it knocks him out. Uh, Robin's kind of on the ground. He radios Batman. He says, help, help. And I, I love this. Batman doesn't immediately rush back, but he's like, uh, what's wrong, Robin? Explain your situation to me. I, he, he's like, you need help? What? Why? I'm I'm just down the hall. What's wrong? Um. Just then we see Catwoman come out. She grabs the golden cat. Batman... Runs in finally. I guess he can, I guess I'll go help Robin. He he calls Catwoman a feline devil, which she is. I thought he was going to call her straight up bitch. To be honest with you, 
Her goons jump out to teach Batman some manners. A fight breaks out. They destroy thousands, maybe millions of dollars of priceless Yeah, they wreck the Hall of History. These artifacts are worth much more than these golden cats. And what does that say? It's the police chief is more interested in helping the millionaires out, right? I mean, how many crimes happen in Gotham every day? And this is a millionaire who gets like one statue stolen. Big deal, right? And Gordon's like, we need all of our police might on this case. We see how things work in Gotham. Oh, yeah. Catwoman races off. Of course, Batman's plan all along was to trace her with a golden cat radioactive trace thing. It will lead him straight to her lair. <laughs> Later in Catwoman's lair, she tells her goons she knows Batman and Robin are on her trail. That's what they do. She says, go get ready for Batman and Robin. But first, she orders one of her goons to, and I quote, brush her pussy willows. And she tells him, quote, don't go against the fur. Actually, she said, don't brush, uh, she wants him to brush her pussy, dot, 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 willow. <laughs> There's, I thought there was, uh, like, a little space. Was there a pause? I, I don't I know if there was. Well, we know was. what, we know what, uh, his face when she tells her, oh, tells yeah. him that. Oh, yeah. Very happy. She gets out kind of a, a, I thought that was very bold to put on a, uh, 1966 <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wow. It that's... Was kind of, I mean, that's, you, you like, know what they meant. I don't like, think you could do that today. They cut away from... They cut away. We know what's going down there. Oh, yeah. Later, Batman and Robin pull up outside Catwoman's lair. Batman, Batman is, is sure this is her lair. Robin asks how. The sign on the door says the Gato and Chat... Shot, or what is it? The Gato and Shot... shot? The Gato and Shot Fur Company. Uh, Gato is, of course, Spanish for cat, and Shot is French for cat. Batman tells Robin that knowing foreign languages comes in handy when fighting crime, and that's kind of racist, Batman. <laughs> He's like, look, if you can speak Spanish, you'll know all about the crime underworld. Spanish or jive or... <laughs> Whoa, Batman. So, Bat- uh, Robin says, all right, let's go in. And Batman says, no, we must blast the door open. So they get the bat beam out. The door explodes. They rush in. I like kind of how they just blew up the door, but they're kind of like sneaking in like, ah, they'll never suspect us. They won't notice. (laughs) Once they get inside, the floor falls from beneath them. It's a trap, of course. Catwoman's voice comes over a speaker. She tells them that they're locked in the inner catacombs of the building. I was wondering if that trap door was already in the warehouse or if she had it installed. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. I would like to think that just when they build a warehouse in Gotham, they always put they put trap doors in because odds are like a villain is going to be living in it. That's true. I'd, I'd like to know how many empty warehouses are homes to Batman rogues. <laughs> Almost all of them, right? It's I hard would, to get a I warehouse so. in, in Gotham for that very mm-hmm. reason. So Batman says this is the old cat and mouse game. Catwoman says he has a way with words, which seems weird because that's it also kind of shows that a lot of businesses kind of like go out of business in gotham oh yeah yeah all the time or they're they're bought up by or there's really only like two empty warehouses and that villains just kind of like circulate yeah yeah what i like it's catwoman's month wait so this is like basically i just thought of this but the name the gato and shot fur company is like the cat the cat fur company are they selling cat fur sweaters and stuff i hope not that's That'd really disturbing. Yeah, that is disturbing. I just thought of that. That's weird. So um, just then, the walls grow spikes and start closing in on Batman and Robin. Batman tries to use his strength to stop the walls. He's struggling. 
The walls are closing in. They're about to die, but wait. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is where George Lucas got the idea of the trash compactor <laughs> scene in Star Wars. Uh, wait, it seems the spikes are just made of rubber. They're harmless. Robin calls it the old cat and mouse game, which Batman just said. Um, come up with a more original cat reference, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the walls retract. Catwoman is loving messing with Batman and Robin. She says that the next idea is cataclysmic. Um, and they throw a bomb in the room, but it's fake. I mean, that was really lame compared to the wall thing. But she, you can tell Catwoman was the main inspiration for the Saw series of films. Yeah, oh, yeah that's what, this is basically it, right? Yeah. Batman says he's sick of her childish antics. Just then a giant tube comes down from the ceiling and sucks Robin through. Um, two doors uh, reveal themselves, and Catwoman says she's behind one. Behind the other is a tiger. She says if you pick the right door, quote, I'm yours. Hmm. Hello. But if you, of course, if he picks the wrong Batman door, start pressing her pussy well, huh? that's what. If he picks the wrong door, he's going to be mauled by a tiger. So Batman looks looks at the two doors. He opens See, one but door. Wasn't he going to be mauled by Prince Fielder, one of the Detroit Tigers? <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. He 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 looks at the doors. He picks a door. Of course, it's the one with the tiger, and the tiger jumps out. I I like to think Batman knew exactly what door Catwoman was, but he's like, oh god, Ew, that's that's just gross. That's what he's. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with her pussy willows. So he he's just I'll I'll take my chances with the tiger. With the tiger. What do you think O'Hara would pick? Um probably the tiger, to be honest. Yeah, Gordon. Oh, Catwoman. Exactly. Clearly, yep. Catwoman. No no question. Uh and Harriet. Oh my now god. Now that's a tough one. She's like, "Ooh, pussy willow." <laughs> that's a good Aunt Harriet impression. And that's it. Will Batman be mauled by a tiger? You'll have to find out next time. So this is the 49th episode. The next episode. This is the big one. The big one. The big the big old 5-0. Yeah, and we got something special planned. It's the WrestleMania 3 of Steven and Andy Me Batman episodes. <laughs> it's it's bigger, better, better. <laughs> so this episode, The Perfect Crime, I actually thought was pretty good. I did you notice the music in this episode? I I liked it. It's kind of like spooky. Yeah, it was good. Sound. Yeah. Actually, I did. I did notice the music. Yeah, too. I did. They used like some different themes here. So yeah. good. Well, Batman gets mauled by a tiger in the next episode. So yeah, you have that to look it. forward to. But that'll I be think, episode I fifty-one. Oh, I think he's dead. I think that's the end. I think it is. We make that joke every time. I'm just hoping it's true. At <laughs> one point, we're gonna <laughs> be right. Times it will be. We're gonna be right sooner or later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that the next episode. The next Catwoman episode will be episode 51 of Steve and Andy because the next episode, of uh, episode 50 is, of course, a special episode. Yes. And we have lots planned. All right. Any closing words for the Batmites out there? Any Anything to report? You know, we are coming, coming ever so close to the end of season one of Batman. Yeah. Let's see how much we have left. So we have, of course, there the next. Is, there are seven seven story oh. arcs left so 14 episodes okay yeah we can we can just knock those right out yeah. and we've got some we've got some good ones coming up too we've got king tut bookworm the riddler a couple more riddlers a the penguin joker. a joker a couple penguins yeah, yeah. So, so gonna be good. good we got some good stuff and will we go to season two or should we finish out season three yeah because <laughs> i don't know how many people remember this but when we first started the podcast, we just decided to start on season three. We got kind of burnt out and went all the way back to season one. So who knows what we'll do? Eventually, we'll get through all these episodes, though. I do yeah. know that. I'd, I'd actually like to hear from from the fans. Yeah. They should use the Facebook wall. Yeah, right on our Facebook. say, oh, go finish season three or 
oh no do season two or, or just or stop doing the podcast That's yeah some, yeah, some might say that they might um, like, I, i'd prefer to listen to steve and andy meet mad men <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go to our facebook uh page facebook.com slash steve and andy one word i'm more interested in steve and andy meet night court <laughs> steve and andy meet the greatest american hero that's that might be next oh my god so go to our people, Facebook page. People would flip their lids. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. What else? You know, uh, someone would start up and go, believe it or not, I'm walking Believe it or not, Steve and Andy are reviewing Batman episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's good. It yeah. would, yeah. Uh, send us emails. What do you want us to do? Uh, we'll do anything that you say. Andy at gmail.com. And yeah, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Andy. You know, lots of fun stuff. Pictures of fat clowns. Uh, mm-hmm. videos, comic book covers. Tell your friends also. If you tell your friends, you something good will happen to you. Yeah. I guarantee it. Tell your enemies. Tell your enemies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially your enemies. All right. Any closing? Any other final words there? Catwoman is a dirty, a dirty bird. <laughs> I if I had a cat pun, I'd say it right now, but I don't. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later.